Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Biden is now warning of Armageddon because of Vladimir Putin's nuke threats. Amazing. None of this was happening under Donald Trump. None of it. There, there's an idiotic theory out there that Putin was a good boy because he was in league with Trump or Trump was in league with Putin. I'm sorry, I don't understand that. Wouldn't that be the perfect time? If Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump were working together, you know, on something like getting rid of chemical and biological weapons in Syria, if Vladimir Putin knew that Donald Trump would not respond to any of his aggression because they're pals, wouldn't that have been the perfect time to invade Ukraine? It's just a stupid, it's just a stupid theory. That this is only happening because Joe Biden's so tough. Raphael Warnock is out there calling allegations against Herschel Walker disturbing. Allegedly paying for an abortion versus actually beating your wife. And the media blue checks are all out there pounding Herschel Walker for allegedly paying for an abortion and completely ignoring that John Fetterman held an unarmed black jogger at gunpoint. Nothing to see here, right? We're going to continue on talking about this foolish clip of audio of Katanji Brown Jackson claiming that the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment do not create a more racially blind America, but one with one eye open. And you're supposed to believe now that under equal protection, congressional districts are, are to be drawn to give race groups a majority-minority district. That representatives are chosen to represent races, not the interest of the district as a whole, which is also Every warning about Katanji Brown-Jackson, yada, 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 you don't want black women, yada, yada, yada. I think uh, an overwhelming number of conservatives would have been very happy with Janice Rogers Brown, a black woman. But we realize this woman is not anything more than a left-wing hack. We're going to get into this issue of the cost of transgender surgeries, which is going to become a billion-dollar industry going forward. And the American Medical Association is apparently pushing the DOJ to crack down on speech related to alternative therapies because it's cut it off and cut it off now. The border is wide open. Crime in the cities is going up, up, up. Inflation is still with us and gas prices are rising. All 32 days before a midterm election where Nancy Pelosi actually thinks Democrats are going to hold Congress. If you are voting Democrat in 32 days, you are voting for more of the same. You are voting for everything that is happening right now to continue and to continue on into the next presidential cycle, the next two years. Now, I'm going to start here. This is not a top-of-mind story, but it is for me because I've been talking about it since 2014. And that is the intersection of affirmatively furthering fair housing and the Green New Deal and the Marxist plan to force you to rent all services from government 
or at least get as close to that as possible. And no shock, the story's from California. Headline Yahoo News. California parking space law aims for affordable housing and climate change win-win. And it says, in an effort to lower the cost of construction and cut down on car dependence, the state has recently adopted a law that prohibits local governments from setting minimum parking requirements for new buildings within a half mile of a transit hub, such as a rail station or intersection of two bus lines. I told you this was going to happen. I've been telling you this is going to happen for eight years. The goal is not to get you into a plug-in vehicle. The goal is to get you out of the vehicle. I've explained this over and over. I've been right all along. Let me take a sip of my coffee because I have to I have to give this the, the quick and dirty of this real quick. It goes like this. When you buy a car, this is about property. This isn't about the environment. It's not even about congestion. It's about property. The left thinks you want to talk about equity. They think the acquisition of property, as I've said repeatedly, it's pinned to my Twitter profile, that a free society grows like wild grass. Equity will be imposed by the lawnmower. Instead of making a society where more people can acquire more property, they think fundamental fairness or, rad- fairness or radical egalitarianism comes in nobody acquiring property. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for the fewest people holding the least amount of property. And they're using environmental concerns to do it. If you buy a car, you go into a dealership, you buy a car, you buy a used car, but I'm going to start with a new car. You go into a dealership and, you know, you and the salesperson go round and round and round on the price of a new car. Okay, you come to a price, you buy the car. You put it on a five-year, 60-month finance agreement, right? Maybe if you're lucky, there's a program out there with a really low percentage, low interest rate. I can use myself for an example. I bought my 2017 Ford Raptor and paid it off this year. It is now mine. There's no lien. I'm not making payments on it. I own it. And it's been nice since February to not have a car payment. Now, if I want to eye a new car, maybe a Bronco, maybe wait for the Raptor Ranger to come out, maybe I'll give up on the concept of the Raptor and go with the Platinum. I, I don't know. doesn't really matter. I've been eyeballing some uh, recent model Mustang GT350s because I would always love to have a Sunday Cruiser. But, you know, right now, that's probably, you know, with, with, with the obligation of three children, I might not treat myself to something like that. But anyway, you go into the dealership, you buy a car, you fi- five-year finance agreement, 60 months. In 60 months, you own that car. It's your property. You can trade it in for a new car. You could sell it. There's so many ways now. Uh, is it Carvana? Which is the one that buys that will buy your car and, and sell it for you? I There's a bunch. Carvana? Carvana. They're like putting them in what looks like gumball machines. <laughs> it's like, 
Vending machines, yeah, they're you know, vending machine cars. Man, if you can go back in time and tell Henry Ford, you know, one day there's going to be vending machines for these. He would probably say, what's a vending machine? But anyway, you can do what the with the car what you like. You could customize it, right? You could sell it. You can give it to a family member. Some people keep a spare car for whatever. There's, there's a, a whole laundry list of things you could do with it. At the end, it's yours. But if you are forced out of your car by regulation, and now you've got to buy a rail pass or a bus pass or a metro pass or whatever it is, and, and maybe that's convenient. Maybe you have both. Maybe you have a car for when you feel like going to travel or feel like going grocery shopping at 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. But maybe it's convenient to get to work or to school or whatever using government-run transportation. If you buy a metro pass, a rail pass, a bus pass, a government transport pass, every month for 60 months, at the end of that 60 months, what do you have? What do you have? You have nothing. You own nothing. You've acquired nothing. You've borrowed something from the government. The government owns it. It's theirs. You pay for it. They own it. Isn't that amazing how that works? Quote, housing solutions are also climate solutions, said California Governor Gavin Newsom, a Democrat, after signing the law on September 23rd. Reducing housing costs for everyday Californians and reducing emissions from cars, that's what we call a win-win. Before the new law went into effect, zoning in most California cities required developers to build parking spaces for new units. Those costs, in turn, were passed on to the home buyer and the renter. A 2017 study from professors, here we go, academics involved, of course, at Santa Clara University in UCLA found that an apartment came with a parking space, a parking garage space, added approximately $1,700 to the annual rent. In 2018, after Minneapolis eliminated mandatory parking minimums, the American Planning Association, isn't that sound ominous, uh, ominous? A professional association of urban planners reported that new studio apartments in areas of Minneapolis where they typically had gone for $1,200 a month dropped to less than $1,000 a month. Now, if you want to say, if you want to say that there shouldn't be a direct correlation between the number of units and the number of parking spaces, well, the market should determine that. Right, this you shouldn't be obligated to to pay for a parking spot you're you're not going to use. You know the the first two floors of an apartment building could be parking or underground parking, and if you want one, you you lease it. If not, all right. Then it says, without considering the possibility that some new residents or customers will walk or take the bus, has led to large parking lots and multi-car garages, many of which are often mostly empty. Okay, fine, fine. I accept that. I accept that if somebody doesn't have a car, doesn't want a car, doesn't need a car, they shouldn't be forced to pay for a parking spot. But also, if that's what the building is offering, you can take it or you can leave it. Now, if you want to say, well, shouldn't buildings be, be free to say maybe it's 50% of the units? There'll be, you know, the, the, the number of parking spots will equate to 50% of the units. Sure, whatever. Developers are not stupid people. They do demographic research. They can look around at the data and say, well, you know what it looks like? We're wasting our money constructing 
a one-for-one unit-for-parking space ratio, maybe we'll make it two units for every one spot or three units. That should be up to the developer and the local government. Providing ample parking makes it easier to drive. There's the problem. Contributing to auto dependence. According to many urban planners and professors of urban planning, see how this is? doesn't really matter what you want or what you need. The planners are planning. They're deciding for you. The average American drives 16,000 miles every year, the most any of any major economy. Transportation is the largest source in the U.S. of the greenhouse gas emissions that are causing climate change. In other words, we're not talking, it's, it's, the science is over, according to them. There's no alternative. No one's allowed to say anything. And nobody Fs with Joe Biden. And it's one of the reasons why the United States has the highest per capita emissions in the world. Merely eliminating parking requirements won't be enough to make every Californian go car-free, not by a long shot. Apart from the handful of neighborhoods in a few of the state's largest cities, the mass transit options aren't necessarily available or convenient enough. But who cares? Then we'll just tax you until we bring high-speed rail to every hole and corner of America. Meaning, if you live someplace where people don't want high-speed rail, they don't want the cost, they don't want the view of it, they're going to get it, whether they like it or not. Some more cal- progressive California cities, including Los Angeles, dangle exemptions from parking requirements as an inducement for developers in exchange for building affordable housing or public amenities, such as daycare centers, causing quiet reluctance to back from back the bill from local officials. Even more progressive activists and professor, professional planners oppose the bill unless their demand for amendments that would allow local governments to let development, developers build taller buildings with less parking in exchange for inducing affordable housing was met. It wasn't. So in other words, they want to densify the population even more and force and just by the sheer force of population growth, get people out of their cars. Although the bill was sponsored by Democrats, it passed with the support of a number of Republicans and conservative policy intellectuals who spoke up on its behalf. Well, who the hell are these people? Have they just fallen into the trap? It's a trap. If it were up to the Democrats, they would limit the amount you could sell your home for. If it were up to the Democrats, you'd be renting your home from government. If it were up to the Democrats, everything would run like government-run education. You pay for it, they own it, they control it. And that's exactly how single-payer healthcare works. But they're using this environmental argument to say, we are going to restrict your movements. We are going to tell you what kind of home you're going to have, and we're going to tell you where you go, when you go, and how you get there. This is a restriction on the freedom of movement. Unless you got a Wonkavator, the elevator goes up and down. The rail goes where the government says it goes, when it goes, and where it stops. When you own a car, you go where you want, when you want, with who you want. That's freedom. Weinzig 695, Patriot 957-2874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.